hire the best possible people that you can in all the respective areas and, and, you know, pay them good, align their goals with the company's goals and really make sure that that alignment's there so that there'll be mutual success and growth together. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting here this afternoon at the Energy Exposition in Gillette, Wyoming with my guest, David Bateman, Chief Executive Officer of SitePro. How's it going, David? Going great. Going great. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. We actually met because of Patrick Pister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick's a great member of the team. Yeah, as for us also. So, David, let's talk about how you got started in the oil and gas industry. Yeah. So, you know, our story is kind of an interesting one. We started SitePro, you know, my partner, Aaron Phillips and I, you know, he's kind of the technology brain of the company and I'm the business guy. And we always knew that we we were, first of all, we both went to Texas Tech and uh, Red Raiders, Red Raiders through and through. Yeah. We always talked, we were both industrial engineers and we used to always sit outside the engineering key at Tech talking about how we were going to take over the world and change everything. And you know, never go work for big corporations and we're going to do it all on our own. And then right out of college, I went to work for a big corporation. <laughs> Continued to plot with Aaron on how we were going to, uh, you know, do something. We knew technology was slow to move into oil and gas. And we were really just looking for that right opportunity. You know, we both learned a lot of skill sets to try to optimize things, be more efficient and things like that. One of my buddies was working for XTO at the time. And, you know, he was kind of showing us some stuff with automation and you know, it, it was it was kind of interesting, you know, just kind of the disconnect with the remote connectivity and, you know, some of the digital solutions that existed elsewhere in industry. And we saw that as an opportunity. And then ironically, we met a guy who we just, Aaron and I just kind of got the company launched and everything. We met a guy at a wedding and... That's kind of a random place. Yeah, yeah. And if you even knew the story, it was even more wedding. So my, <laughs> my, my, or even more random, my wife was from, or my wife's friend was from Albany, Texas, which is central, you know, north central Texas. Yeah. And then he was, you know, her little brother was marrying a girl from Friona. And we had a, uh, you know, they asked us to come to the wedding because it was in Lubbock. It was a meeting in the middle. And we met this guy and he said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, my partner, Aaron, and I just started a company and we, you know, put in automation processes and systems. It's like, okay, well, what does that even mean? And he said, really? Well, he says, I'm working for a company that's putting in a bunch of saltwater disposal wells and they're not happy with the guy that they have. Could y'all meet next Tuesday? And then we were off to the races and, you know, met with them. You know, we, we saw that, uh, you know, I told you I went and worked for a corporation. So I was selling pumps, valves, control equipment and stuff all over the world as ITT Corporation at the time, now Xylem, and saw this as an opportunity. And the group, they basically, you know, wanted an asset management system that was a little more comprehensive than traditional SCADA. And, you know, horizontal drilling at the time, this was this was probably late 2011, early 12. You know, it was late 2011 when this was kind of materializing. And we saw a, a real opportunity because, number one, the technology hadn't really evolved up to where it should have been at the point. Well, right. Number two, the unconventional drilling boom, horizontal drilling was starting. And then also the offshoot of that was this water, this explosion of water, you know, the need for disposal wells. Yeah. 
water infrastructure, all that kind of stuff. And traditional SCADA systems didn't quite fit the bill for what these people needed. You know, they needed, you know, kind of a, a commercial aspect of, you know, ticket management, you know, in addition to, you know, traditional SCADA functions of, you know, monitoring and stuff. So, you know, Aaron and I were off to the races, you know, we developed Site Pro, you know, kind of in our garage. In fact, our first office was in. It sounds, a, like, it sounds like a startup. Oh, well, it, yeah. One, in, in the very most sense. Yeah. Yeah. We, stu- you know, our first office was in a, you know, a storage unit, you know, that's now like a golf cart place in Lubbock. That's and, awesome. And, you know, we developed the software and, you know, implemented our first site in March of 2012. And then from there, it was off to the races. The group we were working for, they told us, they said, look, if y'all can be successful here, we'll keep you really busy. And, you know, so that all that all materialized and we were off to the races and, uh, you know, now we've turned it into, you know, 165 employee company in five different basins across the country and we're growing like crazy. That's that's awesome. So let's let's talk about exactly what SitePro does. Sure, sure, sure. So SitePro is kind of on the forefront of this digital transformation of the upstream side of the business. You know, we're our, our whole mantra is to get get our customers real time information about their wells, assets, facilities, personnel you know, kind of, you know, the mobile workforce, you know, everything that's going on at their fingertips so they can make better decisions faster, you know, and and ultimately help their operations be more efficient and safe. Great. So what are, what are some real challenges that you had to go through to get to where you are right now? Oh gosh. Well, you know, the downturn specifically, I mean, I always joke with people like, we started the business, you know, in 2012. And, you know, at that time, you know, things were ramping up like crazy 2012, 13 and 14, yeah. you know, we just, we got in the market and we could do no wrong. And then, you know, the downturn hit and we had to learn how to actually run a business. Yeah. But there's been so many trials and tribulations along the way, you know, how to, how to develop a sales organization, how to set up a technology and product team, how to raise capital, how to, you know, institutionalize the company. I mean, man, you know, every day has been a challenge, but it's also been a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what's so wonderful about this industry is even in the downturns, right? There's always something. There, it's, it's either boom or bust. Right, right, and that was that's one thing that was kind of interesting with us is the within the downturn, you know, our our average pro, well, the new construction, the new infrastructure development side of it, you know, almost slowed to a screeching halt. But you know, all the you know engineers and everybody in the industry was really focused on you know, field development and expansion, you know, in the, in the boom. And then, so whenever the downturn hit, everybody was, you know, thinking about how can we be more efficient with our existing assets? Being that water is generally, you know, over 50% of an oil well's life cycle cost, it was a real focus area, especially with, you know, seven to one water cuts and stuff like that in the Permian. So we really started getting the attention, you know, we weren't getting a lot of the, you know, there wasn't as much infrastructure to develop. So our revenues were down, but at the same time, you know, our, 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 we were able to get meetings with a lot more high caliber people across the industry. And it really, once things started coming back, it just, it just lit it on fire for us. Everything started coming together and we went, you know, and I think in, uh, at the end of 2017, I mean, we had 35 people and now it's 165 or two or, you know, it's just, it's gone crazy. Yeah. That's, that, that's great. That's, that's prosperity. <laughs> So tell me what you've learned personally as the business side of the uh, the part of Cypro. You said you yeah, had your, you yeah. had a partner. He's got that side. You've got this side. Yeah, you know, just setting up the you know operational and business infrastructure to you know sell something to our customers and support it through its life cycle and do a good job and stand behind what we do and, and really setting up all those kind of systems inside the company to 
deliver that value prop and make sure that, you know, our customers are happy. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what we try to focus on is delivering value to our customers. And, you know, you got to set up a lot of, you know, mechanisms inside your organization to do that. And then, you know, there's, there's other parts of that, that developing that sales organization, you know, raising capital, capitalizing the business, you know, all the different aspects of that. Not only that, but just solving problems. Right, right, right. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the core of it, you're right. It's really probably that understanding the value prop and, you know, for the customer and really, you know, how can we drive their, you know, their costs down and increase their, you know, earnings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had one piece of advice from throughout your experience, what would it be? You know, I would say persistence. I mean, I'll always tell people, you know, people always ask me, they're like, you know, what do you attribute your success to? And I'm like, well, I have a really high tolerance for failure and I'm not scared to get back up and go again. And, and working hard. I mean, you can't, you got to work extremely hard and you got to be focused and, you know, a focused effort. I had, whenever I started the business, there was a, you know, kind of a mentor of mine that told me, he said, you know, write everything that you've been doing down on a sheet of paper and rank them in terms of, you know, which one you think would be the most, you know, have the most upside and then tear the page in half and throw the bottom part away and focus on the top ones and eliminate distractions in your life. And that's really what I've tried to do. And then the other, the other side of it is, Hire the best possible people that you can in all the respective areas and, and, you know, pay them good, align their goals with the company's goals and really make sure that that alignment's there so that there'll be mutual success and growth together. Well, what do you, what kind of qualities do you see in people that, that, that you might want to hire just, just in general? And I'm not trying to get people on your team or anything like that, but I think well, it, I am. Well, I mean, you know, well, yeah, maybe this will work out, but, <laughs> but I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is what kind of qualities does someone like you in your positions see when they're looking for someone to join your team? Self-starter. You yeah. know, for me personally, you know, it's people that are self-starters and highly motivated and want to be successful. I think that if they have that, you know, and they're, they're career minded, they see this as an opportunity to build something together. You know, that's the path for mutual success. Excellent. Excellent. What book influenced you the most and why? You know, I like all the Malcolm Gladwell books. I mean, Good to Great, Outliers, Tipping Point. I mean, all those have some really fundamental, interesting concepts in them. I'm not, have you read any of those? Oh, no, I'm actually not familiar whatsoever. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, those, those are some really good books. You know, I'd recommend anybody reading them. I also like to go back to some of the, uh, some of the older stuff, like The Big Rich. Have you read yeah, that? Yeah. That's a really cool book about the industry, and it kind of builds perspective around it. But you know, I'd say for like personal development type stuff, I really like all the Malcolm Gladwell books. He has some good TED Talks too, but yeah, Good to Great, Outliers, and Tipping Point are three that come to mind. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll put links to all those books in there in the show notes. What's your most used business tool? You know, it's kind of an interesting thing. And I, I would say it's mentors. You know, I have, I've been lucky enough to have probably, you know, probably over 20 coaches and mentors in my life. And I don't use them for everything. I mean, some of them, you know, maybe like think of it like as a fractional mentor. You know, I have a lot of people that I bounce ideas off and I and almost I, like a brain trust. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I mean, so I, I talk to them about various things and I, and I, you know, some of them may even be, you know, a lot of the people on our team, you know, to, you know, in, investors, you know, family, friends, people I know, industry experts. And I'll talk to them about, you know, certain things that, uh, you know, if, if something's out of my wheelhouse, I kind of have a good, you know, I'm cognizant of that and I understand it. And I'm going to try to, you know, consult with all the involved parties to make the best decision we can, you know, as a group. Yeah. I, one thing that I think on our side with OGGN is we learn that we make the best decisions together as a team, not just totally. one. So, yeah, that's amazing. 
Yeah, and I, with with that, I would say we kind of designed SitePro where we have like this leadership team, and we meet uh, we meet once a week over the phone, you know, every, six times a year in person, and you know, it's it's all about you know this cohesive you know group of you know to make decisions and really pave the way for the company, and that's been a that's been a really neat thing to be a part of, and people really like it because they know that their voice is being heard and helped them to build you know build you know the the bridge for the common goals. Yeah, it's absolutely important to have to it makes you feel like right. you are valuable 100%. even though you are 100 percent. yeah yeah great who would you say is your most respected competitor you know our our industry is kind of is kind of unique i mean you know digital software solutions in oil and gas i mean there's there's so many different solutions hitting the market and everything right now that it's really there's not like the schlumberjay of the space it doesn't exist or halliburton it doesn't exist yet and that's what we're trying to build with site pro so you know for instance we may be competing with one group on tank batteries but you know another another group on you know disposal well systems and everything i know you know, I really don't have one specifically to name, but you know, it's just a really fragmented industry. But you know, there's a group called Integrated Control Solutions that I really, I really, uh, you know, I really value the way those guys have built the business and the, you know, kind of the loyalty they have with their customers and, and some of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you, you know, I don't. Uh, that that would be about the only specific one. It's kind of a fragmented space, but I, I'd just say, generally speaking, I mean, our goal is to build that you know large company that. You know, oil and gas companies or water midstream or, you know, the, diff- the different aspects of the upstream side of the business can, you know, look and, you know, look, look to for solutions and trust and know that we have the, you know, we're well capitalized, we have expertise and are able to provide good products and service. And that's what we're trying to build. So, you know, some of those competitors have taken a slice of that. And, you know, and I think that together we're all advancing the industry in that direction. Oh, so. absolutely. So I know I didn't really didn't answer your question, but you, you, you kind of did. Kinda oh, well, did. You, you, well, you did. You, you said your most respected competitor. So we got we got that. What would you say is your most important lesson learned? Probably one of the most important lessons is being able to listen you know, listen a lot more than, than, you know, talk or push through an objective. I mean, that just, if you fall back on it, you know, really trying to listen and understand, you know, get a collective thought from a group of people and everything, you know, trying to optimize that. That's probably one of the best lessons to be learned is, is, is how to effectively do that. I mean, you know, listening to people on your team, listening to mentors, like I said, listening to your customers and, you know, really, if you can optimize like how that happens, you can generally deliver, deliver value in a lot better way. If you're a good listener, you know, you're a lot better at delivering value than if you're a good talker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of my whole show. So that's <laughs> what I do is I sit here and listen. So I understand that completely. I also feel that you can observe more. 100%. 100%. You can pay, pay more attention to detail if you just sure. shut your mouth. Sure. <laughs> and it's hard for me to do sometimes. Oh, well, me too. Me too. It just has to be the right cir- circumstance. Right on. <laughs> So why is your role now important to the future of oil and gas? Well, I really think it's our responsibility, you know, with the industry. I mean, we're essentially, we're at a really unique time that's real special is this, this digital transformation. It's going on in all aspects of, the, of, of industries all across the country. And, you know, if you look at uh, oil and gas, it's been one of the slower ones. So if we can be on the forefront of that transformation, you know, th- there's going to be a lot of success and a lot of value delivered for our for our customers, for the industries, and tearing down some of those silos, you know, using technology to tear down some of those original silos that have existed for a really long time. So I think that this digital transformation is huge. I mean, you know, safety, efficiency, and operations, and, you know, 
a lot of that that type of stuff because i mean you know with, with the fluctuation in commodity prices and everything that's going to give give operators you know a, a better opportunity to control their costs understand their assets and make better decisions safer faster and more efficiently yeah and if i'm not mistaken i mean there's even there's even a a conference around produced water now this is how big of a an issue this is right right and yeah. and y'all i think y'all were on a panel yeah, right yeah, we, yeah, we, um, we speak at a lot of that stuff. Yeah, right, and and I think I can put a, a link to I think the oil and gas HS and E podcast where that was actually put out. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure that's down there for everybody if if you're interested in hearing about what that all is. Check it out. What's your favorite podcast, David? You know, I really I don't have a whole lot of podcasts that I listen to. I certainly like what y'all do at OGGN. Thank uh, you. You know, I, I really don't have a good podcast that I uh, that's that's kind of my go to though. Yeah, well, yeah, you'll you'll you'll. You, I mean, we have seven to choose from, so there pick, you go. Pick your poison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you again so much for joining me. I mean, we could have done this in Texas, but I hey, mean, it's cool to do it in Gillette, Wyoming. Well, I tell you what, I'm having the best hair week ever. <laughs> there is no humidity. It's been great. It's been beautiful here. Great time. But if people want to reach out to you and or get to know more about SitePro, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say check us out on our website is a good resource, www.sitepro.com, S-I-T-E-P-R-O. There's a lot of useful information on there. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or, you know, or, or, you know, look us up in Lubbock. We're headquartered in Lubbock and have offices all over the country. So, yeah. Yeah, great. And I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes for everybody to click on and Here's Julie with Events on Deck. Okay, before heading into the Events on Deck for July, I have a few OGGN announcements. We moved our happy hours to quarterly, and so the Houston and Midland happy hour will be in sometime August or September. Be on the lookout for the date to be announced. And we are launching our Denver happy hour on August 29th from 4 to 6 p.m. All the details are below. And now let's move on to the Events on Deck. We have the Argentina Oil, Gas, and Energy Summit 2019. That's July 10th and 11th in Buenos Aires. The link is below. Then we have a happy hour coming up on July 23rd. It's the Intentional Networking Oil and Gas Happy Hour at the Houston Zoo. This is hosted by Equilibria, NOV, OGGN, and Flutura. And a portion of the ticket sales will be going to Redeem Ministries a local charity to help human trafficking victims. You can sign up below. Next up, Mark, Jake, and Paige will be speaking at the 2019 IPANM annual meeting, July 24th and 26th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this year's theme is addressing operators' needs in 2019. Sign up below. The Desk, Derek, Desk and Derek Fort Worth second annual Shoot for the Future Clay Shoot is July 26th in Decatur, Texas. Sign up below. And last but not least, Summer Nape is coming up August 21st through 22nd in Houston, Texas to where the deals happen. So that concludes this episode. So just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com. 